This episode is sponsored by the Lucha Legends series, Volume 1, The Legend of Aguila Azul. The Lucha Legends is a series of books for elementary school children aimed at teaching some life's lessons against the backdrop of Lucha Libre. The books explore topics such as loyalty, honesty, friendship, surviving a loss, and bullying. The first story in the Lucha Legends series by Paul Burrell with illustrations by Julio Aguerra. All Gervasio Garcia wanted his whole life was to be a luchador like the great luchadors he read about as a kid growing up in Chicago's little village neighborhood. He wanted to wear a mask and fly high over the heads of adoring fans as he vanquished the villains, the ones he called rudos, and outsmarted their cheating ways. Enter the magical world of the lucha legends, discover the sounds of matracas and cheering of the crowd, the smells of churros and sweat and all of the sensations of a lucha libre night where dragonflies wrestle cats and the Tecnicos do battle with the Rudos. The Legend of Aguila Azul is the first in the classic Lucha Legend series, ideal for children of all ages and anyone who loves the long tradition and rich pageantry of Lucha Libre. That's right, Chris. Head on over to www.lucha-legends.com, don't forget the dash, to purchase volume one of the Lucha Legend series, The Legend of Aguila Azul. You can also head on to their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash legends of the Lucha. All the links you'll need to purchase will be in the description of this episode and will also be on two heels and a face.com. You can purchase the book on Apple books, Google play and Amazon Kindle. And now let's get into the episode. <laughs> ever, ever two heels in a face. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tunes and Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have the gentleman from Warrior Wrestling. Yes, that's right. We're back in the flow of things, back in the swing of things. As we said, we gave you a preview show of Zello, I think was our last or one of our last episodes. Um, and then, yeah, we went to that show and that was an actual blast. Good time. Right around the corner is Warrior Wrestling. Three shows coming up, three stadium series shows, but first... Before we talk about those, Chris, what is up, my friend? You got a ton of compliments on your background, and I don't know if the, the blue and the Chicago flag just looks brighter today, but uh, how, how's your mood? How are you doing? Well, it's bright because it's been nice outside. I've been spending lots of time with the kids outside, so I'm glad for that. I'm fully vexed, finally. Uh, yeah. You know? Put so we're ready to up. go. I'm And, and, and then three shows, outdoor shows. What, what can I ask for? Right. What? And, and I'm drinking, guys. you know, as in our last episode, I'm going to open up my last Broken Skull IPA. Oh, wow. Cheers. <laughs> that is not a Modelo. No, it is not. It is You've not. changed. You've changed. But it's an honor. It's an honor that Chris is drinking his last one that he got from the great state of Indiana. That's a joke. Yeah, from the from um, our boys. Juice Pro. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. No offense to Juice Pro. I rip on Indiana sometimes. But yes. They, they hooked it up. They're like, yo, it's in stores. Chris got a bunch. He's sharing his last one with two of our very good friends from Warrior Wrestling, Steve and Eric. Guys, it's been too long. It's been too long. How have you been? I, I've been great. It, it has been far too long. I feel like we have all have adult children now, and we have long beards, <laughs> and it's been decades. I, I hope you guys are good. Yeah. Chris has a second kid. Um, right? 
He does. Steve has a fiance. Eric is hopefully with us. Are you still there? I, I am. Uh, <laughs> I am going in and out, man. It is. Uh, it is. It is rough sledding over here. Okay. In just a minute. No worries. No worries. We got Steve to to uh, carry the load. Um, you know, just rely on the head honcho there at at Marion uh, Marion Catholic High School. But the stadium series, it's back. Um, mm-hmm. There's three shows, and uh, those. Let, let's everyone. If you got a second, pull out your pocketbooks, pull out your notepad. Saturday, June 5th, Saturday, July 17th, Saturday, August 21st. Did I get those right? You got those perfectly right, my friend. All right. Uh, yeah, let's, logistics, I'll just say them off really quick. VIP Fan Fest at 5, Bell Time at 7, Marion Catholic High School, 700 Ashland Avenue. The price for everything is on warriorwrestling.net. There's a season summer pass that's worth the money if you total up just going to the individual show separately. Uh, kids under 16 are free with a paying adult, free parking, safety measures in place. Bring your own food and drinks. Bring your own cooler, Modelo. Bring your own <laughs> Italian sausage. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the Stadium Series, it's back. Is there any new, like, is there any new name with it? Or it's just like, this is the Stadium Series 2021. It's the Stadium Series 2021. We thought about briefly trying to call it something else, but everybody liked the concept so much last fall. And even post-COVID, everybody, I mean, literally fans, wrestlers, refs, production people, everybody said, well, you got to do this every summer. This is the new thing that you guys do. So every year we're hoping to have a Stadium Series. So this is not just a COVID thing. No, this is our, our, our hope is it's a new summer tradition for us. Okay. And yeah, to Chris's point, yeah, consistent branding, um, being known for something. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's interesting. So obviously, by necessity, we were forced outside last year during the pandemic. And I cannot tell you how many people, again, fans, wrestlers, you know, staff who have said, I really like being outside. I like being under the lights. I like being under the sky. Um, we had some people who went as far as to say, you should never be inside again. I was like, well, we're in Chicago. It gets cold, (laughs) but people really enjoyed it. And so we figured, you know, like so many things in COVID, you know, necessity is the mother of innovation and we were forced to change. And we found that the thing that that we changed to actually worked pretty damn well. Wow. Have you used that? Have you used that to open an assembly? Necessity is the mother of innovation. I've used it to open many a staff meeting. <laughs> staff meeting, yes. And then the, uh, the Comic Sans font on the PowerPoint slides, correct? Exactly. Exactly. Lots of, of swirling animations on my PowerPoints. I mean, Chris knows how to enjoy. Chris is a big cooler guy. I feel like Chris, you can always rely on Chris to bring the cooler. Chris enjoyed uh, uh, many a cooler session last summer, Absolutely. correct? Yeah. You know? Yeah, like it's 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 convenient. Like like again, like this is the perfect recipe, I think. Especially, and I was you know that was what well, was getting a little chilly outside, maybe a little rain, but now think about it in the summer, bro. Like it's you can't get better than that. I mean, I know maybe the wrestlers might get a little hot in that mat, but as <laughs> as a as a fan and you know sitting in my lawn chair, drinking some beer, couple friends. I think last last show. We even ordered a pizza in. Yes. That became oh, a thing. Lots of people were ordering pizzas, having them delivered to the stadium yeah. and picking them up and eating them outdoors with their family and friends. Nice. So it was yeah, super tough. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Can't beat that. And then, 
you know, Charlie, you know, for those, I don't know if this is going to go up on YouTube, Daily Motion, whatever video platform, <laughs> but if you move your head a little bit, just look at that card. Like <laughs> right off the back, like that main one in the middle, that's the one yes. I'm like looking forward to. Seeing Golden Dragon on the poster is awesome. Gringo Loco and, and Taurus, you know, and these other, you know, a couple up and comers that are kind of getting their names out there, luchadors that are getting their names out there. Like I'm, I'm super stoked for that match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yes. Before we can go into the, obviously we're going to talk about every, all the matches on the card. We're going to talk about the, I mean, I, it's one thing to list off the matches, but we like to pry and pick at Steve and Eric's brain um, <laughs> on like things that, why things happen and, and things of that nature. Uh, before we do, before we do that, um, the, I saw some tweets about foam belts and things of that nature. Can you talk about those? Can you talk about anything else new and like in the planning of this? Like, is there new stuff? How is this one compared to others, et cetera? Planning. Sure. Well, well I will jump in on that uh, token. So there are, in fact, we have tweeted out pictures of them. They've arrived at Marion Catholic in Chicago Heights foam warrior wrestling championship belts. And this is something people have jokingly asked for for years. Okay. And we found a way to make it happen. On top of that, we have new warrior wrestling masks, pins. And we talked about uh, Chris's Chicago flag earlier. We will be debuting a new warrior wrestling t-shirt that is the blue bars and four red warrior masks down the center. Nice. So there's going to be some pretty cool swag. So don't leave your cash at home when you come out for the stadium series. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, you told me I bring cash. All right, Carla. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta make some room in the budget now. We, yeah. yeah. We gotta probably send a, send a, uh, permission, like a Carla permission slip or like a approval of purchase yeah. uh, ahead of time. You know, I feel like she's the controller of the house. I'll talk I mean, to her. and, and, and I'm after that black Taurus mask, to be honest. You, I don't know what that thing costs to make. I can't imagine what it would cost to buy. All right. I have a fair idea. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what would you, what you, what you, what's the, what do you think he's going to be asking price for that, Chris? I mean, I don't want to out you, but is it, uh, it's, is it a high side, low side? It's above 200. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And is that, yeah. that, normal is that like it's not too high right? it, that's kind of it like... depends right like so black tours has been definitely making his name you know in the u.s for a while um i, I want to say for about a year and a half um he's been you know moving around like getting his name out there he did a couple impact shows um so so it's you know 250 i think it, it would be a decent price um okay. but also he can he could try to capitalize on that fame and, and, and up it up a little bit. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's a fair asking price. Yeah, I was, I was going to say warrior. I believe black Taurus made his warrior debut. What, what was that? Seven. Yes. December of 19. Was it the one with Governario and. No. So Governario was on eight. Uh, well, so Atlantis was on six. Oh, seven God. was a scramble <laughs> with Gringo Taurus, Horus, Aerostar, and Drago. Aramis. Aramis wasn't that show, wasn't he? Aramis was on eight. Mm, okay. Yeah. So Taurus was on seven and eight, and he's coming back mm, now for the stadium series. We loved what a great human 
And what a great performer. There are some guys who just, when they have their gear on and they walk into the ring, they become some otherworldly character. He is mm-hmm. one of them. It's, it's, the, it's like the, the thing we talked about with, with Pentagon, right? When you, you yes. see him backstage, regular guy, but as soon as he has paint on and a mask and, you know, the, the gloves, the gloves do something to it too, you know, where yes. he's just like puffs his shoulders up a little more and he grows like two feet. So we don't want to prop him up too much because then the price of the mask goes up, guys. Like, stop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you're just Man, he's totally normal <laughs> guy you'd see on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's get into that match. Lucha War of Attrition, right? Um, the first ever Lucha War of Attrition. Yes, not the first yes. ever War of Attrition, but the first ever Lucha War of Attrition. So it's like insane insanity turned up to 12. Yes. Um, the people, I had to look up the people in this, in this, in this show. So I'm just going to say them right mm-hmm. now and you tell me yes or no. Okay, Steve? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm picking on you cause I think Eric is in and out right now with some audio issues. So I don't mean that. I don't mean to, uh, no, it's a, he's a second yeah. class citizen. It's fine. <laughs> so gringo loco, correct? Yes, correct. A man named King strange. Uh, that's Arez. Okay. So yeah. I, I, I didn't need like, I'm going off of Twitter handles here. So okay. that, that what, what Steve said, not what I said. Screw me. Uh, golden <laughs> dragon, local guy. Love it. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Laredo Kid, mm-hmm. Aramis, mm-hmm. Black Taurus, as we said, or Taurus. Yep. Dragon Bane. Mm-hmm. And another, <laughs> I'm going to fuck this one so bad. Excuse my whiteness. Uh, Canisopus. <laughs> <laughs> Close, yeah. Can you, can you say that? <laughs> yeah, so that sounds dirty. I'm just going to stop. Uh, Chris, can you, do you know how to say that prop- properly? I'm reading Canis Lupus, but um, yeah, he's he's also a, a new guy in my book. I haven't heard much of him. He's relatively new on the scene. He's been to Gali a few times. He'll be at AAW, uh, I think, in a week or two uh, for one of their shows. Okay. But or I think in a week, um, he is the brother of Dragon Bane, and okay. they are the next brother duo. So what we're Phoenix mm. and Ento were. Five years ago, Canis Lupus and Dragon Bane are now. Dragon Bane is the phoenix of the two of them. Gringo Loco, in fact, has told us in conversation, Eric and I were hanging out with Gringo after a Gali show, and Gringo said, this kid is the next phoenix. He said, and that is amazing. That's high praise. And I'm telling you, he's the next phoenix. Wow. Eric, we got you back. Are you uh, sitting directly next to your router? I'm sitting on top of my router. Actually, no, I, I gave up on the router uh, altogether. I'm on my cell phone now. Uh, oh, perfect. I, AT&T, man. AT&T Wireless, if I'm going to pay for it, I might as well use it because God knows Comcast uh, doesn't care that I have a, a podcast to do tonight. God damn it. Do they not know about us? I mean, we're... I, I will call their customer uh, service hotline as soon as we get off. Okay. And I will make sure that they assume my middle name is Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Eric, thanks for joining the conversation. Um, the, these group of, of gentlemen in the middle, we just named them all off. Uh, God, that's War, a beautiful L- thing, isn't it? Lucha War of Attrition, only, literally only you guys know how to take a wild idea 
and just inject it with insanity. Like, like, like we're getting injected with a vaccine. You should go get your vaccine shot if you're listening to this, but you, you, do, you guys do that. It's just like, it's already a 10 craziness. How do we make it an 11? It's like, you're, you guys enjoy, like you enjoy spinning our wheels, but this isn't insane. Like, how did we get to this point right here? If you're watching on YouTube, I'm like circling their, their heads. Well, I'm going so- to be completely honest. We, we came to this decision uh, relatively recently. Like we've been toying with the idea back and forth. Um, the, the, the final moment where we made the decision, we were actually at a Mexican restaurant in Tampa um, before the Sunday show of WrestleMania. And we were <laughs> eating and drinking margaritas and eating inspired, amazing inspired by the culture. And I mean, we, we were sitting there and we were talking about the, we, we already knew about the idea of the Lucha title and how we wanted to make an official, um, an official connection. I mean, we, earlier in the episode, you know, we, we've been talking about, oh, well, we had these Luchadors on this episode and this one was on seven and nine and three and four. Like Lucha wrestling has always been near and dear to the warrior heart and warrior shows. It's always yeah. been it's part never... of the wrestling buffet line that you guys provide. For yeah, sure. absolutely. 100%. Always, always. It's, 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 it's something that I think, um, if you don't, if you, if you don't know about it, you want to know about it. You know what I mean? Like if it's something you haven't experienced, it's something you want to experience. Even if you don't know about it, you want to experience something like this. Yeah. And so we, yeah, have we try and, and, you know, give you guys a little taste as often as possible, but we wanted to make that official connection with the Lucha warrior title with, with, all of the amazing luchadors that we've had uh, come through Warrior already, other ones that we've we've been scouting and been following and been cheering on from from afar and looking forward to being able to to work with them, and everything just kind of came together. We were at WrestleMania, we were um, drinking margaritas, and we were like, couple deep, all right, a couple deep, yeah, yeah, and we were like, you know what, For, F it, Let, let's just do a war attrition. <laughs> Why not? Like, why not? That was, and that's, I mean, we're not, we are evil geniuses, but not as smart as people think we are. It was that simple. Yeah. You're, you're chaotic. You're chaotic neutral, maybe. Chaotic good, chaotic neutral. Uh, that's a D&D reference. It's chaos. You, it's, it's absolute chaos. Steve, can you, can you elaborate? Is that how the story went? Is that how the, absolutely. The so actually, so we knew we were going to have the warrior title, the, the Lucha title, as Eric said, and I think it started with like, hey, this is a really dumb idea. I think it's too much. But what if we did? And then we just went, no, what if we really did this? And then it just spiraled from there. And while sitting at that lunch, I pulled out my phone and we started texting and DMing various people. And I think we had six of the eight luchadors locked in before the end of lunch. All right. Wow. Fantastic. So talk to me more about the lucha titles. What, what is this? We are going to a third title. No, it's a singles title Okay. that we are making the Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship. We will have a luchador division going forward, okay. and the lucha title will be won in this match and defended at Warrior shows going forward. It I love it. Our commitment, we, after having no authentic lucha libre for the four pandemic shows, mm-hmm. and it being part of every show prior to that, we sat down and said, coming out of COVID, how do we want to define ourselves? And we said, Lucha. Lucha is a big part of who we are and we yeah. want it to be. How do we make that statement? We're going to make a title. And, and that's where we went with it. So the belt is being created as we speak. 
Okay. And we're really excited for the design that's going to be debuted on June. Yeah. Chris just, there was an audible gasp, like of, <laughs> of uh, content, I think. Yeah. And so, well, I, I'm going to put you guys, you and, you know, Steve and Eric on a hard spot here. Like, how do you define wow. who gets to compete for this title? What defines Lucha? Great question. We talked about that. Yeah. It is not necessarily ethnic heritage it's a style it's mm -hmm. a style so for example mm -hmm. in this match is gringo loco who is a caucasian american but he's i don't think he's a gringo but <laughs> i don't think anybody would say he's not a luchador right he right, is right. trained authentically right. in lucha libre he has wrestled in mexico so lucha is a style yeah yes it is associated with a national or ethnic heritage but it's specifically a style and that was our commitment. And we actually talked at length, like, all right, the two of us are the whitest people, you know, this side of Gringo Loco. So <laughs> we want to make sure that we're doing this respectfully and that we are championing and, and yeah. honoring the heritage of a great cultural pastime and not usurping it or not mm -hmm. um, appropriating it. So, so we, we talked to a lot of people. We kicked a lot of ideas around with people. Um, and especially the guys in the match and, and people were like, yes, let's like, we've never heard of this before in an American promotion. Let's do it. That's a Chris, Chris, that's a great question. Continue. I know you got something else to say. Yeah. Cause you know, like, and, and I get it. Like it, it makes sense. It's definitely a style before anything else. Like it's the Lucha style. You got the strong style. You got, you know, different styles and Lucha is its own style, but you know, just looking at, at this poster here at the, the card, like Trey Miguel can also fall in that line, right? So y'all yes. better watch out, or is you gonna have a double champ? So we have you talked know, full about of surprises the day here. When all those lines, when all those streams cross, and, mm -hmm. and what well, might and that I, look like? I don't know if you caught AAA recently, but there's somebody else on that poster who's been uh, on AAA. Oh, you mean? Well, I know Adonis says we're AAA, yes. right? Is that your so Sam was, Sam was a longtime CMLL guy, mm -hmm. and oh, he right. just showed up at AAA as part of the invasion. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm -hmm. so Sam Adonis is another person that I don't think anybody would say he's not qualified to be in a Lucha right. Libre match. So he's it, main it's event in much, Mexico City, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like if you remember Impact used to say with the X Division title, it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. And we feel the same way about the Lucha title. It's about a style. If anybody mm -hmm. thinks they can, whoever wins this match and becomes our Lucha champion, if somebody else thinks they can step up and defeat that person in a Lucha style match, bring it on. Yeah. No, I mean, Chris has corrected me before. Like, uh, like you don't have to wear a mask to be a Luchador. And that's 100% true. And no, I love how, I love the thought you guys have put into this because yeah, you're exactly right. Like in 2021, and it should be this way. I'm not saying this as a complaint because everyone's just like, oh, you got to watch what you say nowadays. But it's like, but no, seriously, like be more thoughtful nowadays. Like that's, that's how it's like in 2021, you, when you're, if you're going to introduce a belt or introduce something, you got to think about who can, who can wrestle for it. Like girls wrestle boys and it's, and it's a hundred percent normality at this point and different styles wrestle each other. And there's no, like, this isn't some kind of, some Jim Crockett uh, restriction shit. No offense to, to, to him, but like you got to think about that. So you guys have put in that thought, which I admire, which is cool. Yeah, that's our hope. You know, we love Lucha Libre, right? We, we built the first Warrior Wrestling around multiple Lucha matches. And, and because 
that's what we want to share with people. We, we want to give a platform for these great performers to show the world what they can do. And, and that's another way that we see this. This is a megaphone for the guys in this match and whoever wins it going forward to be the champion, to, to tell people who might not have ever watched with their own eyes in person, authentic Lucha Libre, come see yeah. this. You're, you can come see this here. And maybe that opens their eyes to a whole new world. Yeah, this this definitely opens a whole world of possibilities because here just Chicago alone, you have deep pockets of luchadors, lucha style people. But then internationally, you know, you can, you know, search across the world for different people that have and carry and had learned the lucha style. So, you know, hey, Chicago's very own, you know, uh, such as uh, Kylie Ray here. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she could fall into that Lucha style, uh, you know, Lucha Laney, another Chicago, you know, like, which I don't you know. It's it's just a, a big possibilities here, but I'm, I'm super excited as you can see about this title and, and just to see, you know, what's to come just in the stadium stadium series alone. Um, three shows that are already, you know, promising some Lucha presence. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a good way. I think for you guys to reach out to the casual fan. I know there's different promotions that do that in different ways here with their presentation, but like a casual fan will be excited by Pete, by the Lucha style because it's a lot of flips and it's a lot of acrobatics where you think someone's going to kill themselves and then they don't. Um, so I think it'll be great for that. I don't Chris, were you guys just go, was that like a sexy transition into the, the next match? I was, I was uh, uh, astonished. I, I don't have a, I mean, I don't have a, I was gonna say I don't have the card in front of me, but I do have. Uh, you were kind enough to list some matches in the Should agenda. I sit over here, here now. <laughs> I was um, just, <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at the poster behind you. So, you know, right off the bat, Holly Dead versus Kylie Ray. This wasn't originally the match, was it? No, it was originally Kylie versus Thunder Rosa. Okay, but the NWA changed their taping schedule, and so that match has been delayed to our August show. Okay. It's goddamn. So yeah, eight twenty-one. That match uh, will one hundred percent happen, but on August twenty-first. Cool. Uh, this is great. So, uh, uh, Kylie, I, um, I you know I let, let, let's point out that Chris and I are always Team Kylie, forever Team Kylie. Um, uh, we want the but whatever is best for her. We want that for her. Whether she wakes up one, she wakes up and wants to wrestle. She wakes up and doesn't want to wrestle. Whatever. Uh, if she's in. Uh, a mental state that is healthy for her or one where she needs to pull back. And like, we're supportive of that. And it's hundred percent great. So I'm glad to see her here. We love to see her here. If that's what she wants to do, it uh, looks like she does. Right. Otherwise she wouldn't be doing it. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm glad that you guys, I want to say, I'm glad you guys have her. I'm glad that she's defending her title. Right. Cause that's something that she won. So I think that's really cool to see. Do you guys have any comments regarding that? Sure. So we actually, we agree with you hundred percent. And, and mm-hmm. this kind of started with, Without you know, giving away too much of, of private conversations, this really started with us reaching out to her several months ago and just checking on her and, and, and seeing how she was doing and, and seeing how she wanted to proceed. Right? What did she? Um, if she wasn't going to come back to wrestling, um, you know, would, would she like to be there to crown a new champ to hand the, the title over? Would she like to come back and do another match? What, what, what was her? You know, what would she want to do? And, and we were actually you know surprised, I think, as anybody would be, when she said. I'm ready. I'm ready to come back. I, I feel healthy. I feel ready. Okay. And, um, you know, we told her over and over again, you know, let us know what you're comfortable with. And, and she wants 
to, to, to wrestle. She loves wrestling. For those that don't know, a little more inside baseball here, she trains um, at the Freelance Wrestling Academy and trains the students there. She right. loves wrestling. She eats, sleeps, and breathes it. And so I think she is really excited to get back to doing what she loves. And um, like you said, if there ever comes a time when that's not the case anymore, then we will pivot immediately. But right. but she, the Kylie, the human, um, matters. Her well-being matters so much to us that we'll do absolutely. whatever is the best net for her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think there was ever any question on our end. If we have to choose between Kylie, the wrestler, or Kylie, the human, we are 100% Kylie, the human. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it is it is not even a question on our end. We're we're lucky and and uh, happy, and you know, we were we were both very excited when when word came back that she was in. But at the same time, there was never any kind of moment of like, well, what if she says no? How like what do we what do we do to get her to say yes? You know what I mean? It was right. never it was never even a thought or a consideration. It was only how can we help with whatever it is that you that you want to do that you are happy with that makes you happy. How can we help? And if that's wrestling, then we have a platform for you to do that. If it's not, then we will cheer you on in anything else that you go into and, and decide that you, you know, will will be happy. In. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that should be the PSA is that we support her and no matter what she wants to do. She is. Yeah. She's not this. She is a human. She's not this wrestler that is supposed to entertain us. No, like she can do whatever the heck she wants. And uh, I was glad to see her. Uh, on here and in holiday is no no slouch no joke uh, a worthy substitute um she's looking pretty crazy right here if you're watching on youtube she's got some crazy blue and white face paint so um yeah seems like a very very viable opponent uh chris would, would you would you agree with that yeah 100 i mean if if you can get thunder rosa on this show you get the other better half right which is holly dead the other mm -hmm. half of the Twisted Sisters. And, you know, regards to Kylie, we're happy she's there as long as she's happy to be there, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's that's what we all are trying to say here. And, you know, not to discard Holiday, like that you said, like she is a worthy opponent. She definitely, like, pre-COVID was making her way around the Chicagoland area. That kind of put a little stop to... to um, to her tour in the Midwest here, but, you know, seeing her back, like it's, it's always, you know, good to see her. Um, she's super skilled. And I know that last time she, we had her on the podcast, like she was working out and, and trying to get, you know, in better shape and training really hard. And that has definitely shown since. So, so seeing her, her seeing her back in, in a show here in the Chicagoland area, it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, and uh, old school warrior fans might remember, this is not her first, uh, warrior wrestling show this is not the first time we've uh, experienced holiday so we we know uh you know we, we knew what uh we needed to big shoes to fill when when we uh, had the spot come open and, and we knew who like you said was the right person to fill those shoes so this is a match i'm really looking forward to yeah you guys have such a rich history now where you can go back to 10 plus shows and uh and point stuff out so that's that it, it, it it's grow. It's a hundred percent growing. It has been growing, but you know, you guys can look back and point at five, maybe five different examples for people now, which I think is like if they've been on all five of those shows, which I think is I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah, new, which is crazy because we just celebrated our third birthday this week, actually May eleventh. Oh, uh, we yeah. turned three, so yeah. Cheers to Warrior. Cheers, cheers. I'm Warrior, out of here. and I share birthdays. Cheers. Oh yeah, Chris just had a birthday. 
Um, Chris, Happy you're birthday, uh, my friend. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Uh, you know, Chris deserves a day where people do stuff for him instead of him doing stuff for others. So I yeah, hope you now, had that day. Now that promotion has a Lucha title. Can I ask for anything else? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, their gift. Surprise. It's actually all for you, my friend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Zach, Zach, formerly known as Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona, pretty not, it's not surprising because you guys are, I know your capabilities, but also I think really cool. Um, so he seems to be someone who's always connected with the fans on various different levels, even when he's not like you make, uh, the, the E would not make him relevant. He would make himself relevant. Like always someone who kind of found a way to stick, uh, stick through had a, a one of the most surprising WrestleMania moments of all time, um, which was great, like crazy. I remember watching that WrestleMania and we were doing like, we had like a, a pool bracket system, like something custom that I made up. And let me tell you that no one scored points on Zack Ryder winning, <laughs> winning that ladder match. It was just a flat out zero across the board. Um, but yeah, uh, versus Sam Adonis, a, a veteran of Warrior Wrestling. So I don't know, uh, Steve, do you want to go first here? On, sure. On what do you think? Well, we're always trying to line up first time ever matches and we agonize about putting together the right people. You know, a, a lot of times, one of the things that I think challenges sometimes in indie wrestling is promotions just book a bunch of guys that they think are good or girls that they think are good and then find a way to stick them together. We don't book someone until we've got the right slot, the right match, the right everything. Okay. And in this sense, Adonis and Cardona, Matt Cardona, are perfectly fit for one another. Adonis can wrestle all styles, American style, Lucha Libre, Japanese strong style, Cardona is that classic American WWE style wrestler now in impact, but he is, as you said, so connected to the fans. He is such a natural baby face. Sam Adonis, such a natural heel. And you can just, if you think about it for 30 seconds, this match writes itself, the entrances write themselves, and you can see the fans getting sucked right into this. So this, I think, is just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Zack Ryder makes the VIP Fan Fest a lot. Uh, not that it's not, it doesn't have value to begin with because it does, because you can literally meet every single person um, and get an autograph and get a photo. But yeah, I mean, this uh, obviously makes it a little bit more enticing. Uh, Eric, uh, working with Matt Cardona. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think about this match? Uh, I agree with Steve. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I was um, somewhat surprised when Steve pitched uh, the idea that we even you know, had a shot at booking them, uh, you know, where there, there's a bit of a transition for him last year. And then we're in the middle of the pandemic and, uh, you know, now he's, he's, he's crushing it over on impact. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like, how every warrior match starts, you know, what if we dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he goes, what if we got Cardona? And I was like, I mean, yeah, it would be, it'd be incredible, but like, what are the odds? And, uh, you know, it ended up working out and it's just one of those things that, um, I think is, is part of the magic of warrior. Sometimes we fall, like we, we joke that we fall ass backwards into like amazing matches. And, you know, this, this is, I think one of those things where like we, we were able to, uh, find the right connection, make the right connection, get in touch with them, find dates, times that work, find the perfect opponent in Sam Adonis. And, and, and I'm, Sam is one of my favorites, uh, like human beings. Um, 
Sam Adonis is one of my favorite like wrestlers to boo. And so when, when you can put that kind of perfect matchup together for someone that you love and then someone that you love to boo and, and cheer for someone that you love to cheer for, sign me up. I'm, I, I was in from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I don't know. I, I think you guys are capable of anything. Obviously there's, there's the golden goose is the undertaker. We've talked about that before. It's, it's, you, you know, you, you, you've swung on that and you'll swing again. I'm sure you'll be up to, to, to the plate for another appearance, but um, I don't know. I guess I'm not too surprised, although I like, I guess I, I appreciate you guys, you know, shoot. Uh, if I could use a classroom reference, Oh God, what is it? God damn it. It's shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you'll land among the stars, right? Is that, a cl- is, is that in your guys' classrooms? No, but that's true. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever, don't ever say that to a room of high schoolers. You, you, they will give you a wedgie and then a swirly and then they will ask for a real. <laughs> hey man, that's a classic. Well, talking about somebody that will give you a swirly and all these things it's Jake something. Moving on to the next match. Oh my God, the That's transitions! Bad. I'm, I am <laughs> massive, massive. Semi, I'm semi hard at this moment. Sorry. <laughs> Going up against the buffet bracket winner, 2021 Warhorse. Like this is very like in along what you guys just talked about in that previous match of how like the lines start, like the the stars lined up for this to happen and and all that. This is in every warrior show. There's a match that I did not know I wanted to see, and this is it: Warhorse oh. versus Jake something. This is you, yeah. This is your no pun workhorse, like your intercontinental title division workhorse, middle of the card. That it's like this. I always like favor the IC matches. I, I see title is like my favorite belt ever because I feel like I those matches have always like I've been more drawn to. This is that match where it's just like these guys could work harder than no offense to your main, your main eventers are different than your old school main eventers that are like dinosaurs in the eighties early in the eighties. No offense. To, well, sort of offense to Hogan, but like, this is your, this is, this is like your, your, uh, your, your work course, like the vision. If, so to speak. if we had intermissions, this will be the match that will send you into intermission. Cause then you need to take a breather. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the magic of Warhorse, right? Warhorse is built like a Randy Savage in that he's a heavyweight who's also very athletic and has mm-hmm. a very distinct character. He has all, you know, Eric and I like to talk about all the multiple tools in wrestling. He's a five tool player. He's got everything. And I think Jake something is the same way for his size. Jake something's athleticism is unbelievable. So not only are you going to get guys punching each other in the mush, but you're going to get guys who can run, who can dive, and who can put on a hell of a show. Like this is the kind of match that would have stolen an early WrestleMania. Right, exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. Thank you. Yeah, they have Mm -hmm. that WWE look, but they can go. Yeah. In Insanity, again, I I did not know I wanted this match, and it lines up perfectly. It makes too much sense when you look at it on paper. So, I mean, I could just imagine what it will be live. So looking forward to that. Um, and according to Charlie's um, agenda here, we got Diana Perrazzo. Is this Diana Perrazzo's debut at Warrior? 
She was no, a warrior. One, maybe? One. Yeah. She okay, was actually okay. in the very first women's match in Warrior history against Chelsea Green. Ah, okay, okay. I think I remember that. I remember that poster because we were just like, oh, yeah, that, that fake promotion that's running. Uh, <laughs> we we're like, let's let's reach out to that, that fake promotion. Uh, and then you guys were actually real. So <laughs> Going up against Ray Lynn. Um, I think this is a great women's match. And Diana Parasso, is she currently the the women's champ at Impact? Yep. Okay. Yes, she is. So bring Rachel that title along. May she reign. Yeah. yeah, is that title on the line? That title's on the line? You know, we've no. got to talk to Impact. It might be a possibility. We've had okay. Impact's titles defended before. As of mm-hmm. right now, it is not on the line. Okay. Cool. Um, Eric, yeah, Diana Parasso, Ray Lynn, any thoughts? Any, any breakdown of the uh, uh, behind-the-scenes uh, theories here? Well, I, so like I said, we, we've known Deanna since way back in the very beginning. Um, and to see just how much she's grown in, in these you know, three years at this point um, is, is incredible. She is, she is she, I'll just say it, she's one of the best women wrestlers around. And her reign on impact has been nothing short of amazing. Um, the, the fact that we're able to bring her back now and, and, and put her on, you know, the spotlight here in the the football stadium series, I think is, uh, lucky for us, um, because she is on fire. She is incredible. And, uh, and it's been too long since we, uh, since we were able to get her back. So, uh, timing worked out, you know, timing is part of it. It's not like, uh, we've been, you know, we, we don't, we don't avoid anybody. Uh, we, we always reach out to everybody that we can, and we, we even think we might have a shot at booking. And uh, sometimes dates work don't work out, or, or things change along the way. But we're excited to be able to get the out of back at Warrior for sure. Cool. Ray Lynn, um, if you're Warrior fan, especially a relatively recent Warrior fan, you know Ray Lynn. Um, she had a couple great matches last summer in the Stadium Series. Uh, she is no slouch. She is not just gonna you know roll over for Diana. So I hope Diana's ready for a fight because Ray Lynn. Um, is is a fighter yeah she's feisty um that's really cool to see uh the, the next two people were actually in the 2021 buffet bracket i'm sure if you're listening to the, this episode you hopefully have heard the episode we've released before um which you should go listen to where so we had a i don't know if you guys are familiar i know you're you're, you're uh you're teaching the youth you're teaching the youths out there you got a lot going on um there, we had a, a parody bracket, uh, extravagant wrestlers, p- people who have these larger than life personalities, personas, gimmicks, whatever you call it. These two people were in there. So this is like King Kong versus Godzilla right here. Is, is exactly that accurate? What it is. Yes, that is how I've described the match to other people. You know, if you just if these two monsters were going to go at it and in the process flatten Tokyo, this is the match for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope you can raise enough money to build a new school, Steve, because yeah. yes, it is Congo Kong versus Beastman. So uh, I just expect a lot of a lot of uh, body bumping, a lot of uh, a lot of thumps, you know, some channeling their inner John Tentas for some earthquakes um, and a, a lot of stuff like that. Chris, are you going to be mean, able Congo Kong is not afraid to to get on them ropes. No, right. <laughs> So, of them I'm like, I was going to say, don't forget, 
Beastman's dive at uh, I was about at, to say uh, Bramble. Uh, mm-hmm. Ask ask Matt Nix about uh, whether or not <laughs> Beastman's afraid to fly. <laughs> It's, it's insane, yeah. And to think that, like, if Beastman were to do that again, he would have a bigger base to land on. And, like, so it would be an easier dive, but he can complete the harder one because Matt Nick, he basically squashed Matt Nick's, like, the blob from X-Men, so. Oh, God, uh, so good. <laughs> that, that was one of, like, like watching the show back, Steve and I in the moment, you know, we see bits and pieces. We always watch it back later, sometimes together, sometimes separate, and then kind of come back together and discuss, like, you know what what worked well from from the, the camera side you know what what played well what didn't what were some of our favorite moments in both of us when, when everyone's like there together and you're like oh okay yeah they're all gonna catch this giant nope everyone just scatters and nick's is just like oh come on that is one of my favorite moments from all of last summer this seems like a match that was booked after like the fifth or sixth margarita where you just guys just started getting loopy is that correct? <laughs> no, I don't think it took margaritas. I think this match makes perfect logical sense. What That's if true. King Kong fought Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, people have made major motion pictures trying to answer this we're trying question. To, we're trying to get the match on HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we will let you know when we do hear back. Okay. That is fantastic. And then, uh, sorry, not, I mean, not to follow, I want to follow it up with, I mean, Cole Radrick. Cole Reiser, to me, it belongs in a, uh, the most underrated category, 100%. Yeah. Because all he does is put on good matches and, like, never wants any credit for it. Just, like, is... Never super- holds anything back. Like, his matches yeah. go 120% every time. Yeah. He just wrestled for uh, Freelance, uh, Freelance Freelance Underground Chicago Secret Stash and put a new guy over, once again. Mm-hmm. Like, Cole Radrick is your locker room Angel's guy. Clara. Yes, sorry. Um, Cole Radiger Cole seems like your locker room guy where he's just like, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. And sets that example. And I don't know. Uh, so I, I love Cole Radiger. I don't know much about Casey Navarro, though. Um, can you guys give me the lowdown? Well, you are in for a treat. So this is yeah. possibly the sleeper match to steal the show. As you guys just said, Cole is a great wrestler, great personality, just exudes charisma. Casey Navarro is the same. And I will do a little behind the curtain here. Uh, Brian Cage reached out to us unprompted. And Casey Navarro has done a bunch of AEW dark. And dark He's your boy, though. Cage is oh, your yeah. boy. Yeah. Well, and, and Cage does not recommend people lightly. And Brian Cage okay. said to me one day, this guy is, is the next big thing. And I was like, wow. Okay. We, he was already on the radar for us. Wow. Phoenix wrestled him on dark. And Phoenix said, this guy is the next big thing. And so that, I mean, those recommendations sealed yeah. the deal. And, and so we did even deeper homework on Casey Navarro. Eric watched some of his Instagram live to get a sense of who he was as a human. And, and this is a guy that we have really high hopes for. So okay. we think Casey Navarro, Cole Radrick, a lot of people might walk in not knowing one or either. People will walk out knowing both. Yeah. This, this match is a coming out party. I mean, first mm-hmm. of all, like you said about Cole Radrick, he is the epitome of like a warrior guy, right? He is an incredible okay. worker. He is a great person. He is mm-hmm. the type of person that you want to be around. And like you said, you want in your locker room. Those are the type of people that we seek out. And those are the type of people that we want to surround ourselves with and, and continue to work with. So um, it was only a matter of time before we were able to, to find the right show to get Cole Radrick on. And 
like Steve said, K- Casey Navarro is, an, he, he is, he's great. He's fantastic. Like he's a, he's a hilarious dude. Like um, if you don't follow either of these guys, I love Cole Redrick's Twitter and positivity and, and, and everything that he's all about. Uh, and I love following Casey on, on Instagram and, and all of the just craziness that he is about. He is hilarious. If you ever, if he ever pops up live, like a, like a Instagram live and, and you're looking at your phone, click in and just give the kids five minutes. And the next time you look at your watch, it'll be 25 minutes later. I promise you. So what, uh, uh, what area is he from? He's New Jersey. Um, He's yeah. New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I've yeah, seen his name pop up, but I, I don't think I know much about him. So you guys got me hyped up because it seems so quick Google search. Like he seems in the same body built as Cole Radrick. So I was going to say it, me, you know, because I've been working out a lot lately. <laughs> I see you were working that water jug, man. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so fed. Look at that. But yeah, no. So um, Casey, I think also, um, and I discovered this on one of his Instagram lives, actually, I think he's uh, Tasha Steele's brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She just jumped on halfway through one of his, uh, one of his Instagram lives. And there you go. And I was like, Oh, cool. Tasha. <laughs> and uh, who, by the way, another warrior alum in our, our women's war of attrition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she just finished this great run as a tag team champ with, um, with uh, Hogan on impact. And, and, Casey did not hesitate to rip into her. I mean, it was maybe like two days after she dropped the belt. He was like, "Hey, sis, you're uh, you're looking a little light there. It looks like you dropped a couple pounds uh, yeah. over the weekend." And it's, I mean, it was just. I'm like, "Wow, he's he's hilarious. He's awesome." This match is gonna like I feel like he said, sleeper match to steal the show. Yeah. Don't sleep on this one. It's gonna be incredible. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, and you guys need those locker room guys. You know, you gotta have a high character locker room. Um, which is which is great. And um, another match, you definitely which, I was cannot just say. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to steal your transition, Chris. Talk about a <laughs> oh, high man. caliber locker room guy. And first of all, exactly. we've got a guest appearance by Eric's daughter. Hi, Everly. Hi, hey. Everly. All right. I'm on the oh. headset. She can't no, hear she you, can't but hear. say hi, Everly. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she just repeated what she said. Fantastic. So talk about a, a locker room guy, a high caliber guy, the warrior wrestling champion, Trey Miguel, defends against Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty. First time ever. Moriarty has become in the last year the hottest rising star on the Indies. He was on a warrior show during the yeah. pandemic last year against Trey Lamar. He has gone GCW. He's gone all over the United States. He has perfected his craft in a long feud with Alex Shelley and AIW. He is a technical wrestler. He's a speed wrestler. And of course we believe Trey Miguel is in that conversation of the best wrestlers on earth. And I think people are starting to see glimpses of that and impact. I think big rascals fans knew it was there. If you mm-hmm. watch the rascals versus chaos match at warrior seven and saw him and Osprey mm-hmm. together, I think people knew it was there. Yeah. But our goal is to really give him the opportunity to show that he is one of the best in the world. And I think this match is going to do that. Let the drones fly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, this, this, it's main event worthy 100%. And a great way for Trey Miguel to, to defend that title. You know, coming out of a hot series of, 
of matches, not just stadium series, but you, with Warrior itself, like really building his name up there. And now he is the champ and defend that title against a great up and comer. Um, that's definitely proven his name out there. So main event worthy. I cannot wait to see what happens here. Yeah. Lee was on, I don't, uh, that, that poll or whatever, IWTV ran a poll and I think he was on that wrestler of the year poll. So like, I think the indie scene would agree hundred percent that he should be in the main event. And then yeah, Trey Miguel was, I don't know if he has a chip on his shoulder or not, because he probably thinks, and I'm not going to say that everyone has different wrestling goals, but two of his buddies went to the E right. And had success like immediately there won tag team titles. So like, and he kind of got left behind to be the guy or to like, at least prove like, Hey, like I'm as good as those guys and went up there to, or down there, excuse me, to NXT. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think he, he's, he's on his own now a little bit more on his own and he can be that singles main front runner. And then, so you guys are giving him an opportunity to do Eric, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, this is, um, this is actually his first uh, title defense, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. at the end of last summer, the, the summer series ended with him winning the belt in uh, that three-way with Stillman and Cage. And, um, I think there were some people who were surprised. I think there were some people who were, uh, you know, caught completely off guard by that. So this is the first time where the pressure is really going to be on him uh, as our champion, right? He kind of went in there like, I got nothing to lose. Like the other two guys had already been champ. One of them was the current champ. The other one was our first champ. And he kind of is walking in, you know, what have I got to lose? And I think that it was that mindset that he just went in there and as he always does, I mean, he always gives 150% in every match. But, like, he went in there with this mindset of, I've got nothing to lose, and that means you should be afraid of it. Don't underestimate, you know, a, a caged animal, right? Mm-hmm. So he comes out, comes away with that belt, and now he's had this entire downtime in between to to just yeah. do with this belt. And I'm, I don't know if you guys are, are keeping up with, with Impact recently, but, like, this kid is is – literally transforming before our eyes right now from this like happy-go-lucky little you know treehouse rascal Mm -hmm. he is not a rascal is not the word i would use to describe trey miguel in his current form okay like in trey miguel's current form i'm not sure what word i would use because i don't i I don't want to make him upset (laughs) like I, i he is he's going to blow the world away and we're just proud we're honored that that we get to be a part of that ride and with this first match and his first title defense against such an incredible opponent who at the same time has that that same mentality he had what have i got to lose you're the champ this is your very first defense i got i got nothing to lose now so now the tables are kind of turned where now trey's the one with the pressure lee's coming in here with like i got i don't got a care in the world bro let's go and I mean, this, this match for me is just, I, I got goosebumps just talking about it right now. <laughs> I love how hyped you are. Well, one, one thing I'll add too. So real story. Um, so Trey won the belt and, and sometimes you guys know this from talking to different promotions, different wrestlers. Sometimes the belt stays with the promotion and it's just, you know, all right, the next time they're at the show, they'll pick up the belt and they'll carry it down to the ring. Sure. Other times folks take the belt with them and it's been various for different wrestlers that we've known. Trey brought the belt back to his wrestling school where he teaches 
And the Warrior Wrestling title is up on the wall. And it has been on that wall for nine months. And it is what he looks at when he trains aspiring wrestlers. It's what he looks at when he trains himself for matches. It is on the wall in the wrestling school. And that to us, first of all, we're honored that that it it means that much to him and that it motivates him that much. So we are really excited to see what is this guy going to do to defend that belt that he brought home. So not only is it on the wall in his wrestling school, but after he won it, he drove back to Ohio and first went to his parents' house to show his family (sighs) that he won this belt. And then it went up in his wrestling school on the wall. Damn. Damn right. That's our guy. Damn. And See, those are the, those are the story that you, the stories that you want to hear, because it means so much more when you see them in that ring. Not just well, not just in the ring, but even walking down the aisle with that belt. Like it brings a different meaning to to him being the champ. Like he's proud of being the champion for Warrior Wrestling, and he's gonna he's gonna be there to prove a point. So that that's great to hear. Damn, Skippy. And is that? And, and I'm not too too familiar with what titles he's winning and things at Impact, but is this? Is this the? I don't know too much about his career, but is this the first like heavyweight, like if the like main title, so to speak? That and that, that's not me. The quotations is just like primary title quotations. Sure. This that is his first won. singles title. Yeah. Okay. He, he's, okay. He's had a lot of accolades as one of the rascals, and as you right. guys mm-hmm. said, you know, it was, it was almost poetic timing in that he won this as Dez and Zach went off to WWE. And it just, it means the world. In fact, for those who are watching on, uh, on the YouTube version of this, I'm going to share on my screen, this picture. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. You should watch on YouTube. Of Zach. <laughs> so Zach didn't know what was going to happen in that main event. Oh. And, and Trey, when Trey won that title, uh, Zach ran up to me on the stage with tears in his eyes. And he, he said, Steve, can I please go out there? And I said, yes, of course. <laughs> and he sprinted to the ring slid into the ring Damn. and just embraced Trey. I mean, this was a moment for, for Zach and Des moving on to be full-time tag team guys and Trey moving on to be a full-time single star. And what a way to move on with winning your first singles title, this picture. I mean, yeah. Like, w- whenever we have a real warrior headquarters, this is going on the wall. Without a doubt. That is just a hundred percent pure emotion. I mean, pure honest emotion like you said it means more when you know it means more to the guys look at those faces and tell me that that is not everything it absolutely is no that is that is raw that's the rawest emotion you can get that's i mean that's what because you get the feeling you hope wrestling wrestling brings out of you Yeah, you know, the yeah. feelings just come through, even though he's wearing a mask. It's oh, true. Cool. I mean, look at that. Like yeah, it's in yeah. his eyes. Yeah. No, uh, it's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. I don't know if you yeah. posted. Have you posted it anywhere? Uh, it was out a little bit after okay. the, the series itself, but okay. That's yeah. Uh, War, uh Warrior yeah. HQ. Yeah. Where is? What is that? Is that a? Is that your place I'm right now? Saying, like you know, one day <laughs> when we have like a giant like Titan Towers. Right. Know, okay, we have yeah, our yeah. own suite in downtown Chicago. The Avengers Tower, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. When you thing. own your T-Rex head in your office. Uh, right. <laughs> when it's no longer the Willis Tower and it's the Warrior Tower. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. And then, yeah, you just have the yellow the yellow light shining constantly. 
Whereas, you know, on the two spires, you know what I'm talking about? How they change oh. the lights on the spires? Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could you do like the lights, you know life. how like they turn the lights on at night? We could do the warrior mask and the lights at night. Over oh, like in the, Ooh. yeah, in the windows. Yeah. I want to always wonder what, what's the procedure for that? Is just like a memo sent out to the janitor and he's just like, oh, I got to leave these lights on. And like, <laughs> how does he, it's art, it's artistry right there. It is. Yeah. It's interesting. So oh. I think, yeah, I mean that, that concludes all the matches that we have for, for this show. Did we miss any? Because I don't think our hearts can take it anymore. <laughs> I mean, this show this show is packed, and it seems like it has the right amount of. Okay, we're doing more screen sharing. I love yeah. it. I just you, you, you mentioned you know you don't think your heart can take it anymore. Here's another one of Trey trying to keep it together while all of his students carry him off. Right, right. I remember this. Yes. Oh, his students. Okay. This is like this is like you know in like old like. Uh, I remember WCW used to do it a lot, but when a big baby face would win the main belt and then like the whole roster would come out. Yeah. So, like I know when Sting, Great American Bash 1990, I think Sting wins the belt and then like all the whole, all the faces, all the baby faces come out in like casual attire. This it gives kind of the same feeling. Yeah. And all of this, all of this post-match like emotion and feeling was a hundred percent unprompted. Um, okay. Trey literally didn't tell anyone the finish and, and neither did we. And so, I mean, he, it's not like his students knew like, okay, you know, when, when, when Trey, when Trey went, let's go, let's go get him. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just pure elation, pure joy, pure emotion. And, um, it's, it's, it's one of those cool moments where like, like wrestling can, can transcend the sport. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. becomes about more than just wrestling. And and it was one of those one of those cool moments for us, and and we know it was for him and all those kids, and for Zach, and and for us to be able to be a part of that is just an honor. Yeah, and shout the, out to, uh, to our three com photos for for capturing those moments. I was gonna say that, and the fact that they're in black and white, I think, make like turns it up. Ian is incredible. Right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he, Ian is amazing. He did some really cool portraits too of the last Zello show. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we we're spoiled with photographers, right? We I mean, in, in this area, so they all do a fantastic job. But really I think cool. uh, one of uh, Jordan Cross, I think on, on one of his social media, he posted like a picture. I think that was taken from uh, Ian. <laughs> from hey, we got gifs. <laughs> hey, we got, wow. wow. And they're getting up. There it is. That kind of looks like uh, that kind of looks like a D Rose when he hit that buzzer beater. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> about? And he's like. He's getting like picked up and he's got that really like smug. It's like kind of like a smug look of confidence kind of look. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm referring to. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like that, that photo. That was great. Hey, I didn't know. Hey, we, we, you type those into Twitter, warrior wrestling, those gifs come up. We need to get those in the, in the database, my friend. Yes, sir. I don't know how, how to do that, but um, you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Extra perk for joining us on YouTube. Yeah, extra perk for joining us on YouTube, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, so matches for future shows, uh, Kylie or the champ, right? If Holiday, I'm assuming, beats her uh, versus Thunder Rosa. So quick correction there. So Kylie okay, versus Thunder Rosa is happening. It's happening one way or, or another in August. One way or another. If Kylie's champ, it'll be for the title. 
If Holidad is champ, she will defend the title going forward. But the Kylie Rosa match will happen. Okay. In August. Cool. Cool. That's, do you know? Do you we know get to that's see Kylie first multiple time times. Ever? That's great. Kylie and Rosa had a match in Austin, Texas, in two thousand. Oh, that makes sense. Seventeen, I think. Uh, but it's been a while, and and not nearly. They've not uh, faced each other since each of them has ascended. So it's mm-hmm. going to be pretty darn cool. Cool. And then, and that's it announced for future, correct? Yep. And what we've leaked and we can share with you guys, we have told our database who is going to, or at least some of the people that will be appearing in July that we haven't announced any matches in the, so that's the August show, Kylie and Rosa mm-hmm. in July, we will have the returns of Brian Cage, okay. Brian Pillman, okay. Lance Archer, okay. Jeff Cobb, Sammy Guevara, and the Warrior Wrestling debut of Davey Richards, all coming in July. Wow. You guys are regular sub uh, AEW dark over there. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's sweet. So, yeah. Um, the And then, yeah, let's wrap up the logistics, right? This summer, the summer pass deal, 100%. I mean, like, if you're bringing in talent, you would go – see at an AEW show you can see them closer and on this football on this field um what is the summer pass is 300 for all three shows and the via you get the vip fan fest with all that right yep you get three field seats three vip fan fest tickets you can bring two extra kids 16 and under free you get free parking you get a free warrior wrestling mask and you get four free posters Damn. one at each show and an overall poster it's, and then one of us yeah, exactly. And you yes. get to keep Chris and Charlie. <laughs> yes, you get a poster of us from our uh, our uh, midsummer calendar uh, photo. It's Chris and Ooh. I. Yes, sort of scandalous. So you can get that for free. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's w- it, it's 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 like if you were total right going to all the shows, it is a, a, a valued deal, correct? Oh yeah. So if you added up all those tickets plus mm-hmm. the the other perks. It's four hundred and fifty bucks, and the season okay. pass is three hundred bucks. There you go. So you save thirty percent. Bring your kids. Yeah, I think I, I haven't done the math, but I'm pretty sure that like if you plan on going to even just two of the three shows, the stadium pass is a set. If you're if you're going to purchase all of those things and, and experience the mm-hmm. whole gamut, like the stadium pass basically pays for itself on the second show. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where it's a great deal. Um, we want to make sure that that the, the diehards out there um, have the opportunity to to see every single show that they that they want to be a part of, and um, we want to make sure that they know we appreciate them. With a great deal. Come on, we're all thirsty for some wrestling, right? Like it's coming back, and it's coming back outdoors, just the way we left the last year. Um, it's going to be hot. You're going to have, you know, you, you can bring your cooler out there. You can order some pizza. You can bring some sandwiches, whatever, like super comfortable with the people, you know, you're going to go in there and enjoy a show with. So there, there's no losing here. Like yeah, it's no. for the kids. It's for the and school. We just, yeah. And we just ran through one, one show and, you know, like easily, like we ran like through at least six matches where we're like, oh, and this could be a show stealer and this could be a show stealer, you know? And then we have the Lucha title debuting and like, come on, like it, it's, I, I don't know how else I can sell this. I'm excited. And I'm just looking forward to all these three dates. That is June oh, 5th, July 17th and August 21st. Yeah. yeah. Nick, Mary Nick and Catholic High School. said on Twitter, this is going to be the summer of our lives. And I'm like, damn right. 
Damn right it is. That's right. Yeah, we, I mean, come on out, bring noisemakers, go crazy, bring everything you want, have some fun, let let out like the winter's worth of just sitting that you've been doing. If you're anything like me, of just the when is it going to be summer again? <laughs> yeah, come join us. Let's let's go crazy together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that was weird. <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, Eric, when can, where can people find you online? Um, I know that to buy tickets and all that information, warwrestling.net, but any social handles, uh, if they have questions, I know Eric, they can hit you up on Twitter. Uh, straight DMs. DMs are open for Eric, I know. So hit them up. <laughs> what are those handles? Uh, I'm at Eric from Warrior. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> And the uh, the main one is at Warrior Wrestling, no vowels in wrestling, so W R S T L N G, and that's the same for Twitter and Instagram. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us, um, and it's great to catch up. And yeah, it's just great to talk about the craziness you guys get into. So I really appreciate your insight and everything. Um, yeah, Chris, you want to take us home then? Yep. Yeah, as far as Two Heels and a Face goes, uh, you can always find us at TwoHeelsInterface.com, Two Heels in a Face on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's number two, Heels in a Face. Um, you know, and if I was to throw, you know, something out your way, you know, there's this ref making the waves of Two Heels in a Face. Chico the ref. Hashtag Viva La Chico. Yeah, let's um, get him know, bucks. You might yeah, want to consider him, you know, just, just putting it out there. Hashtag mm-hmm. Viva La Chico. Uh, Charlie, where can people find our episodes? Uh, yeah, the, the the Apple Podcast, the Google Podcast, the Stitcher Radio's Podcast, the Spotify ness, the 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 YouTube. You can see the photos that Steve was showing on his uh, MacBook, the scandalous photos, and um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I missed any 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 of those. Uh, Google Play. Um, we used to be huge on Daily Motion until they kicked us out because we were making too much money. So yeah, just uh, Apple Podcast is usually the main go to. If anything else fails, twoheelsinterface.com. Yep, exactly. And yeah, hashtag right. Viva Chico. Let's get him booked. And uh, talk to you guys later. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Always a pleasure. <laughs>